Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. When we compare sippy cups to 360 cups, it's I know parents are looking for a lot of different solutions, and I understand that, and mostly the big solution is not having uh, spills. But I like to remind parents that sippy cups and 360 cups both can potentially cause delays and damage. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using Baby Led Weaning. All right, what's the deal with 360 cups? These spoutless cups that you see, they're on the shelves at Target, or maybe your friends have them. They say they're dentist approved. Oh, okay. Are they better than sippy cups? Because most parents know sippy cups are not ideal for babies. And we want to skip the sippy cup. We want to practice drinking out of the open cup. But are the 360 cups okay? Today, I've invited my friend and colleague, Don Winkleman, on to talk about these 360 or spoutless cups. Don is a speech language pathologist. She specializes in baby led weaning. She's also a product developer and the feeding expert for the feeding gear company, Easy Peasy. And Don has a lot of thoughts about the 360 cups. I remember hearing, okay, sippy cups aren't great with my oldest. And I was trying to get her off of the bottle around one, but I didn't want like the mess all over my house. Like I saw the 360 cup at Target. I bought it. I remember getting home and like trying to figure out how to use it myself. Like, okay, I have to press it down with the top of my lip while I'm sucking the liquid out with my bottom lip. Like 
can my like eight-month-old baby do this? I don't even know. Fast forward, learned a lot more about infant feeding with six more kids and know a lot of the limitations of the 360 cups. From a nutrition standpoint, I'm going to share why I don't like these cups. And in this interview, Dawn is going to share from a speech and language development standpoint why she doesn't like these cups. So with no further ado, here's Dawn Winkleman coming to talk about our 360 cups. Okay. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I appreciate it. We're going to be talking about cups today. And I just want to point out that I'm sure you know this, but the tiny cup that you designed for Easy Peasy, the world's first baby led weaning cup that has now won so many awards and is appreciated by so many families. It's five years old. Can you believe it? Like, I remember you sending me the prototype for Gus and Hannah when they were starting Solid Foods. Like, what has changed in the open cup world for babies in the past five years since you first launched the tiny cup for Easy Peasy? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's been that long. It seems like such a whirlwind. Yeah. So unfortunately, what's changed in the open cup world is a lot of knockoffs. Oh, of course. Most parents, you know, they don't know that we were the original silicone baby led weaning cup. Thank you so much for highlighting that, Katie, and that our cup is made out of a 100% food grade silicone. And most of the knockoffs are not, which is a little scary. And I also see a lot more open cups on the market, you know, that have handles, which for me, and, and, and obviously for you too, you know, we're in this baby-led weaning world where we want to give, you know, babies the control and having handles on these open cups unconsciously kind of gives parents idea that baby can't drink from an open cup or they need help drinking from an open cup. And in reality, you know, handles are not needed because it's not developmental. So I always like to give parents the the idea about like holding your coffee cup, like in, you know, coffee mugs have like one handle, but imagine having another handle and then you bringing that hot cup of coffee like towards your mouth with two handles, like it's very difficult. And so, and which is obviously very difficult for babies too. So yeah, being able to, you know, have that first, you know, cup on the market, the tiny cup, having it be a cup that baby can put both of their hands around and be able to really motor plan that to their mouth is um, is really important. And I'm so excited to be the the first one out there on the market. Well, I feel like I'm always reminding people that you designed it. I'm trying, you're always giving credit where credit is due. And I think that cup is so important because prior to that, I remember we would practice open cup drinking with like, with shot glasses that yeah. were like glass and not good for your baby's developing teeth and gums. Or like these, there was a brand from somewhere else that had like, and it was plastic. And when we know that we're trying to not use certain materials, including plastics in and around feeding gear. So again, the 100% food grade silicone is so important. And that's the tiny cup that you use for your baby from six to 12 months of age. Before we get into the 360 or the spoutless cups, can you run down the benefits of open cup drinking for babies in the intro to this episode, I already shared about sippy cups and directed them to the podcast episode you did about the six reasons to skip the sippy cups. So I don't think we need to talk about the sippy cups. Tell us why the open cups are ideal. One of the first reasons is, is like you were mentioning, you know, there's there's other options for open cups. Now it's, you know, it's they're made out of plastic or metal or glass, like shot glasses. And why I designed a silicone cup is because, you know, as we are introducing solids, you know, usually that first tooth is also starting to emerge. And I've had babies knock out their, you know, first tooth because of using a shot glass or because they're using a metal glass or have, you know, plastic cups are not completely smooth. So sometimes that plastic can like nick their lip. And what this does is obviously it, you know, causes babies to bleed or lose a tooth or, but most importantly, associates pain 
with feeding. And so we definitely don't want to do that. So we want to choose a nice soft cup to be able to start, you know, drinking from. We want that open cup to also, you know, not only have good material, but we also want them to be able to have good visual development. And so that's one of the things that is really important to me when we're looking at an open cup, especially as compared to a 360 cup, is that we want babies to be able to look inside and see the liquid so they can help regulate how to drink from it. So if we are, you know, holding that open cup for baby with some breast milk or formula, you know, us as a caregiver is like holding that baby can look into the cup and be able to see it and be able to lean forward, take that sip and really start to learn how to regulate those sips. And so that's really important. Um, right now, there's a lot of talk about using, you know, clear open cups and clear straw cups. And I don't use see-through cups because if you start to change the color of the liquid, i.e. if you're using breast milk and your breast milk um, color changes, which is absolutely normal, or you're starting to decide that you're not going to do breast milk and you're adding in formula, if you have a see-through cup, then baby sees that color change or that texture change, and then can you can really struggle with open cup drinking. So that's why I designed the cup to actually have color on the outside, but they can still look and see the top of the liquid and still be able to help with regulating how to be able to take those drinks, but really not get caught up in being able to see all of the, the color. Or if you're starting to use that open cup in order to help your baby get off of bottles, then it's easier to kind of make that transition off of a bottle if you're using an open cup that has some color on it so that as you're adding a little bit of water or maybe you're adding some cow's milk to it, your child is not going to struggle with that transition. Another reason is swallowing development. So there are no developmental milestones for a 360 cup. There are developmental milestones for an open cup, which is so important for parents to know that a six-month-old baby should be swallowing from an open cup and drinking from an open cup held by a caregiver. They are engaging their tongue to elevate towards the roof of their mouth, which is very important to protect the airway and learn how to be able to swallow effectively. This is called a mature swallow. This is how you swallow, Katie, how I swallow, how everyone that's listening swallows. And we want babies to be able to elevate that tongue to the roof of the mouth to swallow, which we don't really see a lot of. We see more like suckling from those 360 cups. So there, there's a, a few reasons why we want to really hone in on those benefits of open cup drinking and help them maintain their swallowing and drinking milestones. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. 
If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. And I want to talk a little bit more about those 360 cups. So sometimes we call them the spoutless cups. Manufacturers claim they're quote unquote dentist approved. I know for one, when I bought my oldest one of these, I did so because I, first time mom, I just thought it was safer than a sippy cup, but then less messy than an open cup. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out how to use it. I remember like practicing myself, like pushing my upper lip down and then trying to suck fluid out with my bottom lip to get it work. It just seemed very antithetical to how babies learn how to drink out of an open cup. You've shared the benefits of open cup drinking. What's the deal with the 360 cups? Are they are they first better than sippy cups? And I know you don't think they're as good as open cups, but like besides the shortcomings you've already mentioned, can you just share more about this as a category of cups trying to compete with open cups, which they really don't? Yeah. When we compare sippy cups to 360 cups, it's I know parents are looking for a lot of different solutions and I understand that. And mostly the big solution is not having uh, spills. But I like to remind parents that sippy cups and 360 cups both can potentially cause delays and damage. For example, every four hours in the United States, a child is rushed to the hospital due to facial injuries sustained by the overuse of sippy cups. And sippy cups can cause issues with the tongue and lips, and 360 cups may cause issue with the jaw and teeth. Obviously, all of these structures, lips, tongue, jaw, teeth, there are our articulators for good speech, as well as for chewing and eating and drinking. And so a baby's facial development can be negatively impacted if they consistently suckle from a 360 cup. More specifically, their facial musculature and their bone structure can be altered or even stunted from what they would have naturally developed into because of the overuse of these products. Drinking from an open cup, however, you know, allows those facial muscles and bone structures to grow normally, which helps support you know, appropriate speech and feeding and swallowing. And so I encourage parents to skip the sippy cup, but also in, in skip the 360 cups because of that negative impact that can happen to the face. And we really want, you know, your baby's adorable face shape to be what it's supposed to be. And so I just encourage parents to really use an open cup and, and help them facilitate that appropriate facial development. So you're a feeding therapist. You also do work with babies who have feeding challenges. I work with typically developing babies. I get really frustrated when I see other social media accounts that really overpathologize what we call, for lack of a better term, normal infant nutrition and feeding. And so one example of this that I'm seeing now is promoting the use of the honey bear straw cup for typically developing babies. Can you talk about this as a practice? Like what's it intended for in feeding therapy? And then how does that maybe how does it or does not comport outside of feeding therapy? Yeah, so so this is this is really hard topic because of the fact that as your community knows, I design and promote and use baby-led products which include straw cups. And the Honey Bear in its essence is an adult-led cup, not a baby-led cup. This cup allows an adult to control the speed and the amount of the liquid into a baby's mouth. Now, with that said, I've occasionally used it with some of the babies that I work with with special needs, but with the general public, with my typical babies, typically developing, we want to use an open cup or we want to use a straw cup. 
and have that be a cup that baby can help control. Even though a caregiver or a therapist can eventually teach a baby how to have independent straw drinking with this cup, because they have to squeeze it to be able to really suck from it at first, that can be very difficult for a baby to kind of motor plan that squeezing. In fact, it's difficult for a lot of feeding therapists and parents. I've seen them squeeze too hard and they overfill their child's mouth. I see. And it's so, I, and then they film it and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're, yes. you're shoving an unknown amount of fluid in this baby. This is, this is so, so damaging to the child. Yes. And, and actually it can cause some, you know, babies to not want to drink from a straw cup. And then that really puts parents in a compromised position to get off the bottle or for them to actually make their straw drinking milestones. So we want to make straw drinking a way for baby to control. We want it to be easy for them to transition from one straw cup to another. I also find, you know, when families use the honey bear, then they're like, I can't get them to transition to a regular straw cup. Yeah, it makes that difficult. Um, another thing is the straw is so long. And, you know, if you've heard me on Katie's podcast before, everyone, you know, I'm talking about how important it is to have a very short straw so that too much of the straw doesn't go into the mouth. And that's sometimes really hard to control um, with the honey bear. And so that's that's why I personally don't use a honey bear with my baby led weaning clients. Um, I have used it with some of my clients with special needs. But because of the fact that you initially, it's an adult-led product, I, I don't use it. And I really want babies to initiate that. We want our babies to learn how to drink independently from a straw cup. So it's designed a straw um, called the Mini Cup and Straw Training System, which has a straw that has some sensory bones on the straw so that it really helps to encourage babies to put their lips at the very tip of the straw to really help with that tongue elevation. A lot of the babies that I see in these videos that you're talking about, Katie, it's just like their whole mouth is on the straw. So they have anywhere between one inch to two inches of the straw inside of their mouth. Well, that's essentially a sippy cup. So that child is suckling and not actually drawing up um, the liquids and really using their lips to actually promote good straw drinking. So, so yeah, it's kind of a touchy subject I know out there, but I'm, you know, I'm not a fan. Um, so I don't use them. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And I think the open cup stuff is new to a lot of parents. Like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought thought we're like here to focus on eating food and now I have to worry about the open cup. So tell us, Don, where can our audience go to learn more about using an open cup? If we want to steer clear of sippy cups and spoutless cups, where is a good resource to learn more about open cups that you can share? Uh, so they can, I've wrote several blogs on this at easypeasyfun.com and kind of talking about the benefits of open cup drinking and how you can really help your baby no matter what age your child is. You know, sometimes, you know, parents don't know about this and the child has already had their first birthday and they still want to learn how to be able to get their child to be able to be independent with open cup drinking so they can get that information at easypeasyfun.com. They can also go to my website, missdawnslp.com. 
And then you can also check out some of my videos, which are on my Instagram at Miss Dawn SLP. Well, Dawn, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on to chat about this. This is an interesting topic for sure. Thank you, Katie, for having me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Don Winkleman all about 360 or what they call spoutless cups. I am going to link to some of the products that Don does recommend, the open cup, the tiny cup that she designed for Easy Peasy, the mini cup and straw system for older babies once you get that open cup down. And I also want to share a few other cup-related resources that Don has developed that I have for you, the products that Easy Peasy makes. If you're looking for alternatives to the 360 cups, I'll link all of those up in the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 396. And a special thank you to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, check out some of the podcasts from Airwave. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. 